But basically, I think this is an argument between a life filled with art and uh, focusing on pragmatism. Because I, I would say, like, Banks, as a pragmatist, what is the use of it? And then he finds out that what he thinks is useful is not useful at all. Like, how do you define use? Do you define use a pile of money in the bank that potentially could be invested to build railroads? Or do you find use in that uh, you have a relationship with your children and that you actually get to be with them and, and get to enjoy them? Yeah, it's the question of, of what is important in life. And is it that regularity and that structure that is really good at building wealth? Or mm -hmm. is it that super hyper Calvinistic, super hyper, super, <laughs> super, super, super expialidocious? Because that's the element that he's missing. That's why he yeah. says it at the bank. Yeah, because he realizes that is the and only that's thing the to old, say. That's why the old man dies of laughter is because basically the old man couldn't die because he didn't realize he, what he needed in order to die. Oh, that's an interesting point. He needs to die. Well, he I love needed how, to I laugh. I love how he didn't like even like Banks is out of the room by the time he figures out what the joke even means. Yeah. And then he dies laughing. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. Well, welcome, everyone, to the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. <laughs> Your duck keeps getting worse all the time. It's the drugs. It's the drugs. What drugs are your is your duck on? Watercrest. <laughs> it's not even a drug. <laughs> um, we we have. Uh, Do you remember what's that <laughs> that <laughs> that book? Oh, rogue. by I think it's E. B. White with the Swan. Yeah, the Trumpeter Swan. Yeah, and like the way that he made watercress sandwiches sound so delicious. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. because the Swan likes watercress. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's good if you're a Swan. Yeah. No, I. I Which I also, wanted... like that book, also made me think that Swans are beautiful and kind and majestic creatures to be loved and adored. And then I got chased mercilessly swans by are Swan. Mean. They're notoriously they're, mean. Yeah, they're very territorial. Yeah, and I, like, I wasn't even close to it. And I'm like, I'm just going to look from afar because I know that they get upset if you get too close to it. Honestly, I feel like I was like a hundred yards away, even though I have no idea how mm -hmm. far that they is. They actually will chase Canadian geese away from where they're nesting. Well, they deserve it. Yeah, I guess they're not Canadian geese. They're Canada gooses. Wait, what? I think the technical term is Canada goose. They're a Canada goose, not a not Canadian geese. <laughs> that just hurt my brain. <laughs> but a goose is a geese in plural. So is it not just Canada? Is It's not Canadian, it's Canada. Oh, Canada geese. Yeah. But 
Wait, what, what was the gooses about? No, it's, no, I was just trying to say that the, the Canadian, they're not Canadian, they're Canada. <laughs> you said it wrong if you were trying to say it. <laughs> Hell no, how many goosin were there? <laughs> Five goosin. See, what I get, like, is mice always, or, like, can you put an S, like, mices? I guess if it belongs to the mice. <laughs> yeah, but, but, like, moose. Moose is really confusing. Yeah. Because there's no meese. No, there, there It's was, just moose. Do you say mooses, moose. or you just say there's a bunch of moose? There's a bunch of moose. Just what, what's what? the What's the plural of sheep? <laughs> um, sheep. Sheeps. No! <laughs> no, sheep is plural. It's also singular. And then you say, oh, there's a wee little lamb over there. <laughs> and then you say, what have you got to say about it? Nah. <laughs> All of your creatures. <laughs> so like they, like, they get on no drinking motor oil or something. <laughs> I don't know how animals sound when they drink. <laughs> drink it. It's that heavy smoking. <laughs> it's like it's just so defective. It's like those, um, like duck call, duck calls where like it's broken and it's like flipping. <laughs> it's so phlegmy and low. Like, I don't think they sound like that. No, you ducks. Ducks are actually kind of. They kind of sound like a kazoo. There's like a chicken yeah. that's been waterproofed and given a kazoo. Yeah, exactly. So it's like that. See, that's better. Endlessly, we're working yeah. at a place that has ducks. <gasps> where, where are the pictures? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I've named them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's three of them. Yep. No, oh, they're so cute. <laughs> like, are they pets? Yes. <gasps> and they want to get rid of them. So, do you want a pet duck? Yes. I want a pet duck. Okay. I want pet ducks. How do how do we get the ducks? How about you take the ducks? I don't have that much space. Why not? Well, I have space in my freezer, but that's about it. Oh my. We can't kill breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Why not? That's why I named them that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are the symbol of the ever-giving meal. I just made that up. <laughs> Actually, like not in person. <laughs> uh, I feel like we need to restart the restarting of this. Well, I don't feel like we ever really started. No, we didn't. Well, I said welcome. But why can't you take the ducks? Because I don't have room for them at C my can house. Can you take one? Why don't you have like how much room do they have right now? They probably got like um. Like this My room? ten foot by... This room much? How yeah. much? Yeah, this, how much? This, this, this room. This room. You have that room. This no, but room. they need a pond. I have a shovel. No. <laughs> and we can make it really deep so that people will step in it and die. No, they need to be fenced in to protect them from predators. They can't fly. We can make it a moat. Around my house? 
Not around your house, but around the 10 by 10. It's just a little moat. And they go swim, 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 swim. <laughs> what kind of ducks are, like, are they egg-laying ducks? Are they girl no, ducks, boy ducks? No, they're they're all drakes. They're all drakes, and they can't fly. No, apparently, like, they can get a little friendly? bit. Are they friendly? I have no idea. Apparently, they used to be, but now they haven't been handled in a while. We need to rehabilitate the drakes. <laughs> they, oh, they, they, they're it, not. Would it, they're, would, it, would it actually work out? To have them here? Yeah. Do they have, like, a tub that's water? No, they have a pond. They have a pond. How big is the pond? Not very big. It's, like, five by five. So that's half the size of their confinement space. That's what they're in all day. And then if you fence in your backyard, they could just be out. Right? You get a fence. They can't fly. The whole thing is is for them. And they clear all the, all the, 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 the evil things from your yard. They do? Yes, they eat bugs, don't they? I think they, they eat everything because there's nothing growing in their pen. Yeah, they would They would be fine. <laughs> You've always wanted... Well, I guess the only problem is, is I can't lure you in with them having eggs. Yeah, if they gave eggs, it'd be worth it. Hmm. Now I'm sad. Also, I don't think our neighbors would love having them. Why Us not? Having, they are kind of loud. They have obnoxious dogs in your neighborhood. Yeah, they're not that loud, though, usually. Anyways, that's very sad that they want to get rid of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. They're going to be hungry really quick. (laughs) Simple of the eternal (laughs) man. Well, for a split second, that made complete sense. And then I was like, wait, what? We are starting a new series here called That's quite enough, thank you. Yeah. Called Everything I Need to Know I Learned from dot dot dot. It it keeps you in suspense. That's the the whole dot 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 part. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the that's uh, ellipses, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, it, it, it draws you in and backs you out at the same time. <laughs> Elliptical machines? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and it, it brings you round it full perpetuates. circle. It perpetuates. And what, what does that mean? What does that title even mean? It means that we will be discussing books, movies, pieces of scrumdiddlyumptious art. People? Peoples, potentially. I'm still on the fence about people. I'm not sure if I like them all that much. No, but like, what if they're dead? Then it's okay. Okay. Like you, I I put up with because you're mostly dead. I'll ask him. He's dead. He can't talk. Ooh, but ooh, look who knows so much, huh? Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Now, mostly dead is slightly alive. It makes sense. I'm only dead from the neck up. Right, right, but that that's enough. Okay. Yeah, it makes it. me feel a little bit more, more at home. So that's good. And, and what is it that you have learned from our subject matter? What is our subject matter? <laughs> In our new series, we'll be exploring lessons, things that we have 
extrinsically <laughs> extrinsic things that we have made intrinsic and uh, intrinsically made extrinsic once again. Or do those qualities come extrinsically, extrinsically <laughs> and from the language itself? It's a chicken and egg problem. We're talking about chickens, we're talking about eggs. Uh, because there, there are influences in your life and you're like, I wonder where I got that. And you realize that it was Mary Poppins. And that is worth discussing. Indeed. And while I don't think movies or any any art form should be looked at for the moral lesson. Or that we're saying that you could use this as your guide through life. We're saying that there's certain things that you can pick up on that are very beneficial. Yes. And it's something that you may scoff at Mary Poppins like, oh, well, that's a old children's movie. Mm -hmm. And of course, when I say Mary Poppins, I mean the Julie Andrews original Disney Mary Poppins, not the travesty that they came up with a, a couple years back, which we won't mention anymore. The The thing that I learned from Mary Poppins is that every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap the job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see. That was a very satisfactory snap. Thank you. Thank you. I don't ask me to do it again. This is the, the lead up to the to the song Spoonful of Sugar. I definitely had this as a child watching this, like how to put toys away. And that's the context that she says is they're putting the toys away and they, you know, have this wonderful scene where like they snap and of course like all the toys organize themselves and go into the bins. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so it I is easier when you can use magic to clean up. Yes, but the, that's the question, though, is that is that magic or is it their imaginations? It's their imagination. Because her organizing the blocks to say Mary Poppins and dumping them all in the in the toy bin mm -hmm. is is likely, but it just doesn't fly into her hand. Right. You know, which I, I think they did a really nice job of. Showing how you put away toys, like with the with the um, closet doors opening and closing, opening and closing, because you have to keep putting stuff away and yeah. So it's getting trapped in there. Yes. Let me, oh, let me out! Let me out! So so I think that that's for me. There that's the the big thing. And there's there's things with the relationship of of Mr. Banks that definitely gets caught up because this this idea of a spoonful of sugar and finding the fun is something that like comes full circle and like new meaning at the end. And I also wanted to talk about Mary Poppins this time because I think it follows nicely our work and leisure. It does. That we talked about last time. So is that is that kind of what you would take from, from Mary Poppins? I didn't really ask if we would have a, opposing points from it. But, I mean, I, I guess we allow you to have an opinion for once. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's not valid. Okay. So with the spoonful of sugar, that's that's finding the leisure aspect in the work. 
that has to be done. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not just enough that the work has to be done and that it sustains the system or it sustains your livelihood. Yeah, because I don't I don't think Mary Poppins is encouraging frivolity. In fact, I think she she's very much against that because when Michael is being a little goose on the on the curb where he's hopping up and down and going so slow. Yeah. She's like, nah, let, let's not do that. You know? Yep. Like, move walk, along. Move along. Walk like a normal person. Yep. Let's get this done. We're going to get fish, you know? Yeah. So it's not, and, and the scene opens with her saying like, okay, we're going to have a game. And I think every child realizes this too when, when somebody says, when an adult says, it's a game. Let's clean up the nursery. We're like, hmm. This is not a very fun sounding game. This is not a game that we like. But she, she calls the first game, well begun is half done. So I guess they don't have follow through to actually finish cleaning up the nursery. Yeah. And they're like, what does that mean? And she's like, well, otherwise, let's tidy up the nursery. And then they throw a big, they're like, it is a game, isn't it? Like, I don't know. And then, of course, it all depends on your point of view. Mm-hmm. And finding the fun is the spoonful of sugar. And her exam, one of her examples, her first example, is the bird working hard. A robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest While gathering his bits of twine and twig Though quite intent in his pursuit, he has a merry tune to toot. He knows a song will move the job along. Which I find a helpful idea. Because birds are singing all the time. And yet they're They're constantly working. Uh, But no, she says the, the birds work hard, but a song moves the job along. And so it's about doing your task and doing it well, but finding the joy in it and the fun in it. And that's something that Mr. Banks doesn't have. Just, you know, he would say consistency, but it's like plodding along almost like it's grind, grind, grind on that grindstone. Yeah, that's that's at the end where he's realizing that he's just been grind, yeah, grinding at the at the grindstone and missing everything. Whereas he thinks that doing the same thing every day, uh, accumulating wealth, working, you know, a safe job, yep. sh- you know, showing up. You know, patting your children on the head and and sending them off to bed, that's the ideal and that's succeeding at life. So he, at the beginning of the movie, he thinks he's succeeding. Oh, yes. Uh, But, of course, the winds change. I think that metaphor is is so fun. Yes. About the the winds winds changing and how consistent they are with it and, like, the winds picking Mm -hmm. up all through the movie. Which, side note, I love the artifice of this movie. How everything is a set. Yeah. And it transports you into this fairy world. And fairy tales, of course, well, are, just, are leaning more uh, into giving you a lesson. 
Like, yeah. that's the kind well, of the... I was just thinking of... Mary Poppins is... is it is a fairy tale because, like, the way she, she talks to the birds, right? And she talk, yeah. She brings things to life. Yeah. So she's like Snow White in a way. Or no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she she teaches others how to do that as well because, like, uh, there's that really sweet scene of, of the birds are chirping and Mr. Banks is super grumpy and mad about everything mm-hmm. and not happy. Like, his children come in singing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is just nonsense and annoying, and I have a headache. Yeah. And then Helen goes to the window and says, be quiet, you're giving the master a headache. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the birds listen to her. Yeah. The birds like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Which only, if only it worked that way. Right. If only we could just say, excuse me, having a touch of migraine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's, so it's interesting, too, like how she is... Her her work catches. Bert, I think, is the hardest character for me to fully understand. In the sense of he is of the same kind as Mary Poppins, but not totally. Or is he a Mary Poppins just with a different job? Because Bert is the herald. Of Mary Poppins mm-hmm. saying winds in the east. Yeah. And and there's something something blowing. So he, yeah. he tells you that something's coming. He's the one that talks to us explaining what's going on. Yeah, he's in on it. He's for sure. in on it for sure. And he's in every job that there is. Cause he's he plays the the band. What's that one man band? Is that yeah. what they're called? Yeah. And then he's the chalk art. He's there at the the laughing uncle. He's there. Um, chimney sweeping. Chimney sweep. He's there in I mean, the he, bank. It's yeah. not. It's not Bert, but it's this you know Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And then he's there at the end selling kites. And so I think there's, and he's the one actually that teaches Mr. Banks, or at least brings on Mr. Banks. Revelation, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, transformation. Transformation kind of brings it all together because it takes Bert to say, you know Mary Poppins is right, and this is how it connects to you. Right. You know, because Mr. Banks the whole time is just hearing all these words of Mary Poppins, and he's not connecting it at all. Mm-hmm. It sounds like as much nonsense as... Uh, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Super... Califragilistic expialidocious. That was better. Yeah. You say it wrong too many times, you can't you can't Same. give up. Yep. Uh, because because as Bert at the end says a spoonful of sugar turns bread and water to tea and cake. A spoonful of sugar goes a long, long way. Have a healthy helping every day. And he goes on to explain that youth is going to slip through like a sieve and soon your children are going to be all grown up and they've flown and it's too late to give them their their spoon of sugar. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's interesting how one of the the, the subjects is just these absent parents, right? Because yes, the wife the, is just as absent oh, as absolutely. her suffragette meetings and so on. She, she could be yeah. taking care of the children. Yeah. 
Or Which I th- I'm, I'm assuming, t- though, at a, at a certain class level, that was very common to have right. a nanny. Yeah. And he thinks that he is being super nice to them and super lenient, right? To, like, have a nice nanny, right? Because I guess they're not in school, so, like, the nanny would teach them stuff and, like, it would be more chill. It, yeah. It's and they're like, oh, this should be super sick. nice. But also you have to be disciplined. He thinks he's doing everything perfectly. Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks. Yeah. But no, my, my, my thing with Bert is like, is Bert, I think my, my, the best thing I can come up with with Bert is that Bert is a true artist. Mm-hmm. And that he, in a small way, influences everything, every aspect, or at least of the Banks' life. Well, he's. I love his little saying of, I draw what I like and I likes what I draw. <laughs> That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> I'm like, good on ya. That's how we should all feel. He uh, has the soul of an artist, and like, even when he's doing jobs like chimney sweeping, he he brings an artistic flair to it. I think. Yeah, and I think he teaches the penguins how to dance. Right? They have a dance off. Yeah. And then they also have a dance off in the sweeps, and so he kind of teaches the sweeps how to dance. So he's definitely a leader in that mm-hmm. regard. So he is. A type of Mary Poppins, I think. You think he's in the same... I think, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Because also, like, the Admiral, I don't think, is real in the sense of the Banks. I think the Banks are the only, quote-unquote, real people. Oh, okay. And then you have... Well, I guess the Bank people, too, are, are real people. But then you have, like, the Admiral, Mary Poppins, Bert. Yeah. And the other characters around... That are trying to guide the family into a reunion. Yes. Because their their goal is to not be part of them. Yep. Time to move on. Time to move on again. You know, no matter how hard that is. And, like, Bert's always going to be, I think, keeping an eye on them because he's stationary. And also, but, like, yeah, but, like, how Bert also says I've, all of this happened before. That's an interesting idea. Winds in the east... Miss coming in. Like something is brewing, about to begin. Can't put me finger on what lies in store. I feel what's to happen. All happened before. Now, all of this has happened before. Bert is having major deja vu okay. for two hours and 20 minutes, which is a horrible feeling. <laughs> Not no, always. No, I. Deja vu is weird. Have you ever had true deja vu? Have we talked about this before? It's it's scary. Sometimes that's what you said last time. <laughs> I can't. I can't get. I don't know. I don't know anymore. No, I've had. I've had deja vu that's lingered for a long time. Not. Not two hours, but I was like, oof, that's strange. Well, that was what you were saying about the elliptical. Yes. Yeah. So I I guess I I knew back then. Yes. So maybe I was having deja vu then. No, you couldn't have. I couldn't have? Yeah. Because the the deja vu was... was Oh, that was the deja vu, but maybe that was a previous deja vu. Could you have deja vu about having deja vu? I don't see why not. There's no rules about deja vu. Okay. I love it that we just needed to take another phrase from a different language in order to to supply that feeling. 
I don't know how else you would explain it. I guess besides the, the I have a feeling that all of this has happened before, yeah. which is what Bert says. He yeah. doesn't say deja vu. Do, um, do you have deja vu? I don't know. I'll ask the kitchen. <laughs> so good. Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Um, that was a good one, Edwin. Thank I, you. Did, I hadn't thought of that one. So, does that mean, like, other families have this issue? Is that the problem? Like, is that what he's referring to? In that this all yes. happened before? And, and it's all in, in time, in in history, this has always in been... In the, the time-space continuum! Yes. Thank you. That's what I wanted to say. Precisely so. Maybe maybe we should talk more about about the, the point of, of this. Um, I, I think I had one at one point. It's, it's a multifaceted point. Uh, yeah. Well, is it a point then if it's multifaceted? It's just one of those like meat tenderizers. <laughs> pokey pokey. Poke, poke, poke. But it's multiple points then. You cannot have a point, singular, and then have a multifaceted point. Then it's points. Well, what if you had a point, but it was sharpened in like a triangular fashion? Fashion. <laughs> well, if it was in a triangular fashion, it would. It that's the closest. But I don't think even if 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 numerous points are attached to a single object, I think it's, it still remains multiple points. But what if you took one like pokey thing? And made prongs, which is what you're saying, but I need That's to say a fork. That a fork, a trident. If you had a trident, then it would be a, a, a three point point. But then we yeah. just said three points. So I don't understand what, th- what the point of that would be. To bring us back on track. Oh, see, I could have kept going. No, no, we're not. <laughs> no, I can hear our customers, our, our clients, our, our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be hiring us now. <laughs> I can hear our listeners slowly becoming non-listeners. <laughs> like their brain cells leaking out of their ear. Yeah, they're like, what is happening to me? Their face starts melting. And like they're driving so they can't do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Police officer's like, what happened? Like, well, I was listening to this podcast. And all my brain cells left. They all died. Here, you listen to it, officer. <laughs> That's like, see, we're back to making sci-fi movies, but like, that's actually like a really legit plot that other people have, have used, but not, not with podcasts, which I think is, is very current. If mm-hmm. we would just update it's, sci-fi it, to be like, if you accidentally listen to this message. And so what the evil boogeyman is trying to do is like get tons of radios and cell phones. Like it's, it's, it's on her majesty's secret service, but yeah. with a podcast. Yeah. But I think... It would be done more insidiously. Indeed. Instead of like, oh, you're just all going to hear it. It's going to be like, blah. It's going to be like, you know? Yeah, it would because be clan- like, clandestine. Well, I think people would actually choose to listen to it. They because choose to listen because to it sounds so pleasing at first and you're like, ah, oh, amusement. I likes it. But quickly it turns right how the turntables have turned (laughs) (laughs) right you know what i mean i i hear you yeah i I think that's all it's it's not as good as the the brains on the wall but no 
is is pretty good. That can be the sequel. Okay. I like that title. We didn't come up with that the other time. Yeah, Brains on the Wall. Brains on the Wall. Could have a nifty... It could definitely have a theme song. Yeah. Brains on On the the Wall. wall. They don't bother me at all. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um... You can toss them like a ball. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you let them fall. Like how we're just like, it's not a song. We're just going to talk like this. And then we're going to rhyme. <laughs> Some of the time. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? Is there a spoonful of sugar in every job? Is there an element of fun in every job? Yes, but... Sometimes it's not that much. Right. Sometimes it's a very small spoonful. Like a teaspoon. Quarter teaspoon? Yeah. Quarter teaspoon? Like, they should just say pinch. Honestly. They have eighth, you know. Yeah. Just, like... That's a mockery, because I feel like that's, like, three granules of salt. Yeah. You you measure kosher salt with an eighth of a teaspoon, and you're like, why do I even bother with life? Mm Mm-hmm. It really makes you question things and it puts things in, in perspective. I think that would be the best and it should be the new burn. It's like, I don't even give an eighth of a teaspoon. <laughs> it's like, you are worth an eighth of a teaspoon. I don't think of you an eighth of a teaspoon's worth. You, you, you do hear yourself, right? Yeah, I am just throwing live cannonballs at you. And you're just like... Pow. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I don't give an eighth of a teaspoon what you think of me, Edwin. Well, I do believe that an eighth of a teaspoon's worth of, of sugar can sweeten something a little bit. Make it less bitter. Like a really, really tiny cup of tea. Yeah. So when it comes to finding... I'm trying to think of a task that's so arduous arduous that it has no... Because I love to sing when I'm working. So that's really easy, I think, to put a little song in your step. I was trying to say a little pep in your step, but with a song. Stuck in my soul. Yeah. Stuck in your soul. Let it out. (laughs) Uh, Isn't you know, there a song like that? Well, there's a song like Get a Rhythm, where when it's about... you get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. Where it's like the whole point of the song is like this shoeshine boy has a... Like if he you has look the dirtiest at it, job in he town. Has the dir- he never gets slowed down. <laughs> hey, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll feeling in your bones, but taps on your toes and get gone, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, a little shoe shine boy, he never gets slowed down, but he's got the dirtiest job in town. Bending low at the people's feet on a windy corner of a dirty street. Well, I asked him while he shined my shoes, how to keep from getting the blues. He grinned as he raised his little head, he popped his shoe shine rag, and then he said, get a rhythm. The point of the song is that there's this little boy working so hard for a dime. Yeah. Nicholas Shoe. One, one person could say a tuppence. Yeah. If one was in England and knew what a tuppence was. I have actually no idea. I'm assuming it's a very minuscule amount of money. Yes. Like a dime. 
and that he is happy in his work because he has a song, he has a rhythm, like he has, so he can do that repetitive motion because of the rhythm. I think a song is really good, and I think... I mean, people know this to be true because people people hardly do anything nowadays without listening to their music. Well, I was going to say, I'm not sure if... Why? Less, yeah. Hmm. I do think listening to music can help. Oh, for sure. Especially if you start singing along with it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think when you participate in it, it can add more to the fun. But I will say even background music adds to the enjoyment of the task. Absolutely. Because if you're writing and you start singing along, you will start writing down the lyrics. <laughs> don't Is ask, that a fact? Don't ask me how I know. I heard it from a friend. Okay. I cannot divulge his name or her name. And I, I, do, I do think that imagination is important. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look. And you'll see into your imagination. And that's where I think the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious comes If you say it loud enough, you always sound precocious. So do you think, like, you have to have imagination to believe that it's going to work? I think it's a little bit of... It has meaning because... You have nothing else you can say, and that like that encapsulates everything that could be ever said. Well, like is there? I, I just think there is a level of imagination that has to take play when you're talking about fun. It's the element of imagination, the absurd, the ridiculous, mm-hmm. the belief. I think belief is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Which, if you watch other Disney, and I'm talking about Walt Disney, not the mass corporation yeah you know crappy movie mill that we have now yeah of disney but actually walt disney he was very interested in bad fathers (laughs) absent mothers and growing up but also your what do you like your belief right like do you believe in childhood Mm mm-hmm and I think there is a certain level of you have to believe that the make-believe is real. Yeah, I think that's almost a little bit what all artists are doing. Because we've had this talk before about how artists are always on that edge of discovering or rediscovering their childhood. Yeah, and I, 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 want, I, I think it's important, too, to say childlike is not childish yes that childlike faith right doesn't mean childish and that you don't look for maturity and and just like simple doesn't mean simplistic yeah banks has to enjoy his his children being children and he has to embrace a certain childlike nature does not mean that he's childish. And like at the end, like he he gets his job back at the bank and he's going to be working. It's not that he just threw everything away and just like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want whenever I want. Right. And Mary Poppins herself is super fun. And yet she's very disciplined. Yep. Right? Spit spot. Let's get going. We're not a codfish. You know, close your mouth. Like, 
let's get let's get going. She sees the kids for so, who they are. Like you're very stubborn and like oh you're you giggle too much, you know. So she's very disciplined. Yeah. Whenever she tells Michael we are not a codfish, I always think of Captain Hook saying I'm a codfish. But you see in Peter Pan, a, you know, a similar idea. You know where the yeah. father has to kind of because like Wendy has to grow up, but the father also has to see the ship and he does. He does see the ship and he's like I've seen that ship before. And so his childhood is brought back to him and he's like I I think that once he sees it again, he doesn't lose it. Yeah. I think that's what Mr. Banks is dealing with, not that they developed that he lo- to, had to, it before. Right, but. but like to have that you need to grow up. Because that, that's mandatory. You have to grow up. You will. Yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. But you can't lose the childlike joy of life. Yeah. And that's where uh, it's a movie about Banks more than the children. I don't think the children are ever at risk of losing that. Actually, it's not a, at all about the growing up. Right. Besides the fact that Bert tells... Mr. Banks, that your children are going to grow up and is, they're going to grow up really fast and they're going to mm-hmm. want to have nothing to do with you. Yeah. If you continue like this. And Bert asks him, what, what is worth more? Is it, you know, is a spoonful of sugar to your children? Would you rather spend that or would you rather save a tuppence? You know, it, it, which is like the smallest amount of money. Yeah. And it's kind of trying to say to banks, like, what, what, where is the value? Like, yes, there's money, which we right away, like, oh, this is how much money and this is a value. And this is, if you have lots of it, then you have more value. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that kind of perspective shift of there's certain times that you're never going to get back. So actually time is your, your value. Well, okay, let's let's talk about a couple other things. There's a lot of birds in this movie, I'm all of a sudden realizing. Because there's the robin in the nest. And then there's all the birds that get fed by the woman. That's a lot of birds. That is a lot of birds. But then also Banks is referred to being in a cage. Mm. Which I'm like, could be a bird cage. Right. That's kind of where I'm going. So there's lot, three birds references. Mary Poppins kind of convinces Banks in a very devious way to bring the children to his work because she's trying to bring him closer to his children. And Poppins is giving kind of a little pep talk to the kids, I guess you you could call it. And she wants to tell them about the bird lady. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure why she does this, but she says sometimes a little thing can be quite important and she sings about the bird lady uh, who sells sells crumbs for tuppence a bag. And it's about a bird smiles when someone cares. Because uh, she sings, although you, you can't see it, mm-hmm. uh, they, they smile. And she's trying to teach them that the value of making a bird smile. Right. And the... I never realized that, like, the the lady who, like, sold... Like, it's not to help the birds out, it's to help the lady out. Mm, mm-hmm. 
Right, because she's basically a homeless person, or like a right. Girl. So the birds are smiling because you're taking care of the lady. Yes. Yeah, and that you show that you you care to someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the children are like, oh, we have to feed the birds, but Poppins is like, you have to be aware and like be be kind to those who can do nothing for you, and that you're that's what your money is there for, is to be kind. Yeah, and not to hoard in a bank and I was they listed all the things that they might do with their money and I'm like wow I don't think my bank is doing that (laughs) like it's gonna build railroads and you know all this sort of cool stuff and I'm like what of course they're trying to convince him yes to put his his toppings in but he doesn't want to but they're like with toppings you can slowly acquire your your statue no, not statue. Your stature, like that, is your yeah. accumulate your wealth, and that will bring meaning to your life. And the kids, like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't want to do that. I want to feed the birds. And so, like, this is a paradigm shift for for Banks. He can't imagine that his son would be so idiotic. Right. Is like, of course, with Tuppence. Baker, Baker's son is like, you gotta, you gotta understand yeah. compounding interest here, son. Which, like, you how... start early, yeah. you end up ahead. Exactly. And like, and so, and like, they all, like, the creepy old men crowd in on him and try to, like, just basically take mm-hmm. his money. And then there's a run on the bank. Give me back my, my money. money. It's like, oh no, they won't give him his money. That's, that part I think is the, the funniest. It and is. And then immediately is the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Where they're running through London and it's just absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Especially the, if you're a little kid watching it. Yeah, that's yeah. And and still today. Yeah. Someone someone said that to me that they still find it terrifying. <laughs> I don't know who that would be though. Well, I, I, I do know, but I can't tell you. <laughs> their their names have been changed to protect the innocent. That's when Bert finds them. Again, Bert is just everywhere. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, father's so mad at us. We really blew it. We don't know what we did. Which I think is so sweet. They're like, we have no idea what happened, but all of a sudden everybody's mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and he's like, well, you know, did you ever think that your your father's in a cage? And of course they're like, well, he's not in a cage. They're like, well, there's cages in all sizes. And... You know, a father could always use with a little bit of help. So Bert kind of shows the children that their father is the one who needs help. Yeah. And that he is in his own, like, he's, I guess, a cage of his own making. Well, you've heard of the golden handcuffs before. Mm, yeah. You got a job so good you can't quit it, no matter how, how yeah. much you want to. Yeah, and of course, he's c- carrying on his father's legacy, right, because his yep. father worked in the bank. So there's that, and then yeah. So exa- he's kind of stuck. He feel, or at least he thinks he's stuck in this job. But of course, he gets fired. I always thought the whole ceremony of like punching his hat and everything. I was like very like distraught growing up seeing. That. Oh was, yeah, like, it was a little bit excessive. Yeah, you couldn't just say like, "Oh, you're fired." No, they yeah. got punched their fist through their hat. Yep, exactly. And I, I watching it again, I thought it was really funny. Like the the carnation gets torn up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can just go buy another one. I mean, I guess that's with the hat, too. And then they're like, but when... The, is it with the umbrella? I think it's the umbrella where someone goes, Oh, oh, that's a bit much. Yeah. Like, I can't watch anymore. Of course, the English, so they're going to need that. 
Oh, but it's it's so fun to see him liberated from that, though. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like he says supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and he's just like I I don't care anymore. Like this is this is fine. Like it's everything's okay now. The faith, like you were talking about, yeah, just the freedom. Mm-hmm. It's. It's a word with a lot of meanings, and I think that's that's the point of the song too, right? A spoonful of sugar. No, no, no. Uh, super. Oh, super califragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah, yes. because if you don't know what to say, it works in every situation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and so he finally finally sees that, and that I think he understands too what a spoonful of sugar is. Is it's not. Spoiling so, your children. It's not spoiling your children. It's not like this delusional of like, oh, everything's happy all the time. It's the little bits of kindness and the little bits of imagination and, you know, making jobs fun. And he goes on to fix his children's kite, which I love how, like, kites, like, are born on wind and, like, the wind keeps kind of coming up the in this wind movie. wind keeps changing and then it'll yeah. get free, like kind of like free up in the air and so on yeah 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 and and so it's with tuppence paper and string you can have your own set of wings and again it's putting the value of money like money is to fix the kite so you can go flying Mm -hmm. your kite and not saying that i'm advocating that you never save your money ever you know right but But that's not the point of the movie movie and it's a fairy tale so it's going to be clearly like this is the lesson from it is not a literal translation but that the proper use of michael's tuppence is not to sit in the bank is to feed the birds and to fly a kite to be a child to be a child and i think that's uh, to enjoy that but as as adults how do we do this like and and we were saying like play and and the difference between play and leisure that that play is that more just the empty side of it like you just do it it can be vacuous it can be vacuous but so so do you think a spoonful of sugar is about making a task that is under compulsion or, or drudgery, like cleaning up the toys. It's making work into leisure. Where it's about having almost like a higher purpose in what you're doing. Exactly. It's finding the freedom. And because your own mind puts... It's it's that whole perspective thing. Your mind puts the parameters upon what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I, you can be free doing whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Or even though you're compelled to do one thing it doesn't mean you're not free to think what you want about it yeah and i i would i would just encourage you guys to to whenever something is difficult or boring especially if it's boring or like any kind of work to yeah. find find an element of fun for you like it may be see i i, I don't know like there's there's like simple ways of like i think people call it gamifying but, like, I would just say it's, it's the immediate reward system of, like, hiding cookies <laughs> around, you know, like, the study thing. It's like, yeah. oh, you're going to put, like, a chocolate after every five pages and you eat the chocolate. So, <laughs> of, a <laughs> task, of a task that I don't particularly enjoy. Yeah. 
uh, is washing dishes. What? I was going to say, you can't relate to this, Edwin, but washing dishes is one where you can add fun. But you always make doing the dishes look so ridiculously fun. I have, I don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. I was, you didn't let me finish. Well, because so, you're, you're dumb. Your kay. face is dumb. So, with, <laughs> with the, I was going to give the caveat or the warning that you can add too much too fun. Too much fun. fun. See, so that's where, here's, that's here, where you need Mary Poppins saying spit spot. Exactly. Hurry so up now. with dishes, I, I find them boring. So then I try to make yeah. them fun. And then like, just love to see how like you can make like the surface tension. You can mm-hmm. float certain things and it's like, mm-hmm. and then you can form a vacuum with a cup and then you can bring the water above the water level. And then it's just so cool. And you start playing with it. And soon all of a sudden 20 minutes have gone by and washed one dish. So yeah. you got to be careful of that. You do. I, I find it's fun to try different techniques of, of scrubbing. Like, oh, what, what gets direct soap and mm-hmm. what just gets a soapy water bath? And can I finish all the dishes before the sink completely fills up with water? Because we, yeah. we just fill it in the, in the sink and not in mm-hmm. a separate tub. Yeah. Which we used to do that when our sink was bigger in our old house. And I, I kind of missed that. Because then mm. it would overflow, and that added to the entertainment. <laughs> oh, look, a waterfall. Woo! <laughs> oh, this is a really big plate. <laughs> no, I love doing the dishes for that reason. There's a lot of ways that you can make it fun. Also, you just try to make it go as quickly as possible by just focusing on it. Mm-hmm. And that's the mm-hmm. element of fun, is just to see how fast you can go. When they clean up the nursery, it goes really fast. Yeah. And when someone is having fun in the job, they are more focused and they do it faster and they do it better. Okay, so that does not apply to podcasting. Cuz we've been having is a ton of fun. Is this a job? No. <laughs> is this a task? Yes. It is drudgery. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners. I love Mary Poppins. Like I, like I was saying, I love the set pieces. There's so many iconic shots that I had kind of forgotten and, and rewatching it. And it still makes me laugh. Yeah. After after all these years. No, I still I still thoroughly enjoy it. I love how sassy Mary Poppins is. Like no nonsense. As I expected. Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. Yeah, this she reminds me like, a lot of you, or you remind me of her, however it works. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'll take it. No, I love how she's just like, Mr. Banks is like, do you, do you mind explaining this situation? And she's like, you want me to explain? He's like, yeah, go ahead. I never explain anything. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I, I make it a rule never to explain myself. I'm like, that's admirable. <laughs> If we could just all stop explaining ourselves, it'd be so nice. Then you'd be practically perfect in every way. Precisely. No, I love Mary Poppins as a character. She is, she's a badass. <laughs> she's so cool. And I love how she always splays her feet. Yes. <laughs> you know? So it, it, it's, and she's just so matter of fact and she gets things done. Like it's, it's just, it's. But I think she is the 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 pinnacle, the the poster child, the 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 creme de la creme of mixing work and fun. 
because she she can get stuff done, but she has has fun about it. I I think. Yeah. Although, do you think she's having fun? I think she's having fun. I think so. Yeah. Until it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, that's always. And then sad. she starts talking to her umbrella. Mm-hmm. And she's very sad. That's about the that. first time the umbrella talks in that yeah. whole movie, right? Yeah, I remember it speaking more, but it doesn't. Uh, no. Well, of course, there's a whole series of books about Mary Poppins. Yes, which I've not read. Nope, neither Did have I. Did you read them? So, look at us go. I've heard they're quite different. Mm-hmm. But that's that's fine. That's the way it is. But they're allowed to be different. Just like Edwin is different. And we still put up with him somehow. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's all that I need to yeah, know. Yeah, is there anything else? Any last thoughts on Mary Poppins? Any highlights? Besides all this this moralizing and, and deep philosophizing about it, it's just a plain fun movie to watch, especially with kids. I actually enjoyed it as an adult way more than I thought I was going to. Me too. I... It, it, was it funnier really holds than, up. It's it was, fun. Yeah, it's funnier than I remembered it. Yeah. Yeah, same. Same. And I, I think that the chimney sweeps are, are the best as well. That's, I mean, that's another interesting point, too, is, like, the chimney sweeps on the bottommost rung. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that brings good luck, and he, Mr. Banks shakes all the hands of the chimney sweeps, and he gets good luck. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's something something to ponder as well. For sure. Yeah, I think a spoonful of sugar certainly does help the medicine go down, which as a kid, I actually had no idea what that meant because I'm like, they're not taking medicine. Right. No, there's a lot of things in the movie you don't really fully understand as a kid, but that's okay. But that, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't don't enjoy it, but like the spoonful of sugar being the element of fun and the element of how do you enjoy your life is is the spoonful of sugar. So I will be adding a spoonful of sugar to my life regularly. We hope you have enjoyed the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. If you would like to fill your senses with more Ducks Never Waver goodness, you can feast your eyeballs on Instagram and Facebook. Touch some of our beautiful pieces that we will ship right to your door by ordering them through Etsy. Or you can continue hearing us on this magnificent culmination of auditory recordation. Donation buckets are in the description for you to invest in the betterment of this podcast. We will work diligently to read and present interesting topics. Your hard-earned money will be joyously and gratefully spent to improve your lunch break. Want to keep your hard-earned money? And who doesn't? You can still support us and yourself by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing this here podcast with all the other ducks in your life. Stay quacky. Ah. Uh, no, okay. This is this is getting this is getting tiring. I tire myself out. It's hard being me. Okay, so no. Nah. Hmm. Say something worthwhile, Edwin.